0: Think about the long-term play here. So you obviously got to get your business valued. Yes, you can offer your shares at a discount to shares at a discount to the next generation of shareholders. That's definitely an option. Or you could just go look. You know, the shares are valued at $100 a share. Would you like 5% of the business? Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Ignite podcast. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Josh Stone, founder of Ignite Coaching, where I help business owners of engineering consultancies grow and scale their businesses to that next level, whether it's to 1 million to 3 million to 5 million to 10 million or beyond. So uh, in today's podcast episode, what I want to talk to you about, and this is based on some super interesting conversations that I'm having with my clients at the moment in my boardroom program, which is a program purely for business owners of engineering consultancies and what I want to talk to you about today is this concept or this topic of bringing on the next generation of shareholders into your business and I want to kind of approach today's episode from a couple of different I guess, a- avenues or angles. So, you know, benefits of doing this, why would you even do this or look at this in terms of bringing on that next generation of shareholders into your business? What's the point? Why would you do it? I want to talk through also, and by no means this is an exhaustive list, but I want to talk through some different ways you can actually structure it. Because I think there's like from conversations I'm having with my clients, there's some pretty interesting ways you can structure deals and opportunities with those next generation of shareholders coming through. And then finally, I want to talk about sort of, I guess, the pros and the cons and what I'm seeing working in the industry at the moment. So let's go. So I guess, why would you do this? So why? What are the benefits to you as the business owner of doing this in terms of bringing on that next generation of shareholders into your business? And so at a fundamental level, and I talk to my clients a lot about this, is this concept of doing business in a leveraged way. So at a fundamental level, you're increasing or you're bringing in leverage into your business. And let me talk about that for a second. So if you think about it, you're the business owner and maybe you're a single business owner. Maybe there's a couple of directors in the business, but you live and breathe the business and you're the one out there hunting for work. You're you know, making sure that the team's performing, that the clients are happy you are emotionally, financially, physically, spiritually, you're invested in your business because it's your baby. And so one of the core cool reasons or core cool benefits of bringing on next generation of shareholders into your business is you're actually spreading, you're, you're creating a whole bunch of mini-me's in the business. Like you're bringing on a next generation of individuals who are inspired, motivated, they've got you know, great potential in the business, they are financially remunerated through through dividends and the business performance so they are incentivized to make the business perform better and so instead of there just being yourself or a couple of directors in the business you've actually got a whole bunch of people in terms of this next generation of shareholders coming through who are out there hunting for work looking for that, that, that next opportunity they're making sure the business is performing well so there's a there's there's a whole bunch of benefits in just that concept around it's not just you anymore. It's not, or it's not just you and some other directors. It's, you know, a bunch of people inspired, motivated, this next generation of business owners coming through that are all out there pounding the pavement wanting this business to work. So that is so leveraged. It's not just you. There's a whole bunch of people doing it. So that is like a core foundational teaching here, which is you're leveraging those people in your business to go out there and and do what you currently do. So leverage is a core one and having those people inspired and motivated to do what they do. The next one is, I guess, succession planning. And so I've done a whole bunch of content recently on, you know, setting a business up for sale and, you know, the different ways that you can think about setting a business up for sale. But one of these concepts that I talked about is, you know, if you want your business to have a bit of have a legacy, if you want that next generation of shareholders coming through, if you want the business to sort of outlast just you and your career, opening up next generation shareholders is an amazing way to do that because essentially then you're ensuring through succession planning your retirement and your the sale of your business and and so or the sale of your portion of shares in the business. One of the saddest things I see is engineering business owners who've run their businesses for 30, 40 years plus, and they haven't thought about succession planning, they haven't thought about, you know, setting their business up for sale or anything like that. And one day, either through, they just get sick of it or, you know, health health crisis hits or something like that, you know, they've got no option but just to kind of shut the doors and they're not extracting the value out of their business through through thinking smartly and setting things up strategically. And so, Selling down to that next generation of shareholders is an amazing way to ensure that, you know, maybe you've got 100% of the business now, maybe you've got 50% of the business, maybe you've got 25% of the business depending on, you know, current current structures and current directors and all that sorts of things. But if you've got a succession plan in place where you're earmarking and you're growing that next generation of shareholders coming through and you've got a plan in place for selling down 5% to this person selling down another 5% to this person and then, you know, five years out from retirement, you're going to sell a big portion to this person. It's just smart because you're guaranteeing that you are going to extract the value out of the business and in turn, pass the baton on to that next, the next generation of shareholders coming through. So that's kind of a couple of different ways of like why, why would you look at this as a, as a, as an option in your business? So leverage business model, a um, whole bunch of, you know, new hungry people coming through who are inspired to, to make a difference and to grow the business alongside you. And, you know, you're ensuring your succession planning there too in terms of extracting uh, other value out of the business and ensuring that, you know, when it comes to retirement or it comes to you wanting to do other things doesn't have to be retirement. I'm working with some business owners at the moment who are mid-30s and they want to be out of their business by the mid-40s. And so they're going through that succession planning at the moment in terms of, you know, bringing on a couple of team leaders into their business and, you know, going through that process. They've earmarked in 10 years' time. They want to be out of their business completely, have sold it to that next generation of shareholders and are off, you know, doing other things with with their time and, you know, the money they're going to make out of the sale of of their business or or their portion of business to that next generation of shareholders. That's why you would do it. Um, I think it's really smart. And obviously it depends on you and your longer term vision for your business, but I just think it's smart to do this. So... Some different ways to structure it, and so this is by no means, like I said, an exhaustive list. I'm sure there will be people who watch and listen to this that come back to me and go, "But Josh, you missed these four things." That's fine. You know, this is based on my experience and my learnings and all the things that I'm I'm experiencing with my clients at the moment in terms of helping a couple of clients sell their business, helping a couple of clients bring on that that next generation of shareholders coming through. So, first things first. obviously have to get your business valued and work out a valuation for your business and i was talking to someone the other day who and i'll talk about this in a bit more detail in a second but we have to it's a very different mindset selling your selling shares to internal shareholders than it is to selling your business to an external company very 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 different mindset and so selling your business to an external company you want to get as much as you possibly can for the sale of your business or for the sale of a portion of your shares and that sort of thing. Whereas with an internal share scheme, you want to make it as attractive as possible to that next generation of shareholders. And I'm not saying you discount it ridiculously large amounts or anything like that, but there is a school of thought to say, if you're wanting to bring on that next generation of shareholders who've been in your business a while, you love working with them, they're hungry to grow, grow the business. They're keen to learn. There is a school of thought to say, once you've had your business valued, to offer shares at a discount to internal shareholders, to say, hey, look, it's worth, you know, hundred dollars a share at the moment, but I'm actually willing to discount it to 50% or to 70% or to 80%. You've got to work that out and what's fair for you but I'm willing to offer this to you at a discount to incentivize you to come on board. Like, you know, I love working with you. I see that you're the future of this business. Um, you know, buy in at a discounted rate and let's reap the benefits together. Because again, you've, like I said, it's a very, very different mindset to selling your business to an external company. You've got, if this is a long-term play. You want these people to come in and to buy into the business, to share in the vision and the and the values of the business and to grow it alongside you. And don't forget like this leverage concept, it's not just you anymore. And so having a number of shareholders around the table means that they're all off doing their things to grow the business. And all of a sudden, like, you know, your shareholding and the value of the business is going up exponentially because it's not just you doing the work anymore. So you've got to think in that, in that leverage sense if you're, you know, if there's pushback from you going, why would I sell to to, you know, the internal shareholders at a discount. Think about the long-term play here. So you obviously got to get your business valued. Yes, you can offer your shares at a discount to shares at a discount to the next generation of shareholders. That's definitely an option. Or you could just go look. You know, the shares are valued at $100 a share. Would you like 5% of the business? And they, you know, a very standard way of doing it is they have to go and get a loan for that amount, pay the business that loan, and then you obviously, you know, give you've got to do all the paperwork and that sort of thing, but they get 5% within the business. And so that's just a straight kind of exchange of money for business valuation, 5% or, or percentage of that. And then, you know, you're off and running. Another really interesting concept that one of my clients is playing around with at the moment is essentially like a, it's like an internal buyback scheme. So, These are not the exact figures, but for round numbers' sake, a couple of people are buying 10% of the business. And so, what my clients are doing is they're offering to those people who are buying 10% of the business. We just need you to put 3% on the table. So, for round numbers' sake, if 10% 10 is worth 100 grand, we just need you to find 3% of 30 grand. Give us 30 grand, not the 100 grand that the shares are worth, and. What we're going to do is come on, be a 10% shareholder. You'll receive dividends for the full amount of that 10%. But those dividends go back to paying the business off. So it's essentially a business loan to those shareholders. So it kind of, it's, it's actually amazing, this kind of structure, because it means that people who you believe in, are the next generation of the business, they can buy in help you grow the business faster, but they only need to put a smaller percentage on the table and they only need to get a smaller loan. And then what happens is the business pays dividends on the larger amount, on the 10%, and that dividend goes to paying back the business. And so then once that's paid back, the next generation shareholder owns a full 10%, and then they start to receive dividends on that full 10%. So it's kind of like a, you know, a company kind of buyback scheme where the dividends are paying back the, the loan amount, interest-free and all that sort of thing, until I reach 10%. So they're kind of the three ways, like a discounted share model, the three most common ways. A discounted share model, where, you know, say your shares are worth $10 a share, you offer them at 80% or 70% to incentivise next generation of shareholders coming through. The second way is just full freight in terms of the shares are worth 100 grand, go and get a loan for a hundred grand and you can buy into the business. And the third is this kind of company buyback scheme that you know they get 10% in the business. Again, these are just round figures. They get 10% in the business. They only have to put a smaller percentage on the table and then the dividends pay back the business until they reach the full freight and then they receive those dividends. And so they're probably the three most common things or ways of structuring shareholders' deeds or shareholders' agreements at the moment. Like I said, I'm sure there's more, you know, I'm I'm very familiar with debt for equity and that sort of thing too. Probably don't recommend that because it means that, you know, they're signing up for a portion of debt. Very familiar with that because that's what I went through in a a past life. But look, that worked out really, really well too in terms of I signed up for a portion of debt in the business that then equated to a share ownership within the business. And then, you know, we, we grew it from there. They're kind of the main ways in terms of structuring the different ways of shareholders coming into the business. The final thing I want to talk about, team, is you have to make it attractive. So as hard as it is to say and think about, you want to make it as easy as possible for shareholders to buy and to sell. I've seen so many shareholders' deeds where it, you know, it's all upside coming into being a shareholder, but then the back end is, oh, if you sell your shares, you get 10% or you get pennies on the dollar for your shares in the business and so that deter and i know where the business owner is coming from they want to lock these people in they want you know they want them to be incentivized to kind of come in and be a shareholder and to help grow the business but they don't want them to leave and so like i completely get that mentality but it is going to stop good people from buying into your business and becoming shareholders because everyone's worth case everyone goes well what if i get sick what if you know we decide we want to move what if you know life happens and I can't sell my shares and I've worked really hard to grow my shares from 100 grand to 300 grand or a million to 4 million. And then this clause here is saying, if I sell, it's worth 10% of that. Like, why would I sign up for that? So you have to make it as easy as possible to buy and to sell. So it has to be as attractive as possible to that next generation of shareholders. Remember, you're playing a long game. And like, yes, the sale of shares, you have to have a whole bunch of things set up in terms of facility that's got money in it to be able to pay shareholders out when they put their shares on the table, those sorts of things. But the the overarching thing here is you want to be able to facilitate the buying and selling of internal shares as easily as possible, because that's when people go, oh, yeah, I can see if I, if I come in, I, I invest my time, I really help this business grow. And like, I want to stay around because I'm getting good dividends. But If life happens and something gets in the way, I know that there is a facility there or an option there for me to sell my shares and I I can sell them at full freight. So I get the full benefit of helping build that. That's all I kind of want to talk about, team. Like it's really, really, there's a lot to it. We actually had an hour discussion in our boardroom conversation or in our boardroom session the other day about, about this whole thing. So lots more to probably come as I think about this and dive into it a bit more, but they're kind of the overarching things in terms of, the kind of key concepts if you're thinking about bringing on that next generation of shareholders into your business that's it for me like always if you want some help building your business please don't hesitate to reach out give me a call send me an email send me a message let's have a chat about how i can help you build your business even faster talk to you soon hi there thanks so much for tuning in i hope you enjoyed the episode as much as i did don't forget, if you'd like some help growing yourself, your team, or your business even faster, head over to my website, www.coachignite.com, for more resources. Or we'll book in a call and we'll map out a plan together for you to move forward with confidence. Don't forget also to hit the subscribe button so you get notified about future episodes. Take care, my friends, and see you again soon.